Welcome to the James Exchange, all things Scottsville and beyond. I am Nancy Gill, your host. Lots has been happening in Scottsville of late. To grow or not to grow is on the mind of so many people, with two proposed housing developments looming over the future of the town. On East Main Street, the train station, as we know, has over time declined. CSX and the town are negotiating an agreement so the exterior gets a much-needed facelift. CSX is currently utilizing the interior of the building for storage. This is a topic on Monday night's regular town council meeting. On-street parking in the historic district is also a hot topic for our elected officials and town staff to tackle. This has been an ongoing issue for decades, and the main deterrent toward its implementation is lack of enforcement. This was the case when there was two-hour parking on both sides of Valley Street back in the 1990s. After Streetscape 1, the parking signs were not put back up. Currently, there is limited two-hour parking on Valley Street, which was requested of several business owners, and this scenario has worked fairly well, with few complaints and few tickets, according to Town Administrator Matt Lawless. I spoke with Mayor Smith last week on three specific topics. One, a very successful arts opening. The DMV Select, which is funded by the American Rescue Plan funds, and changes at our police station. Thank you, Ron, for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to see you, even when you're far away. (laughs) So, you know, there was a very successful event in Scottsville a couple of Saturdays ago, maybe three Saturdays ago. But the Scottsville Center for Arts and the Natural Environment and the town really had a big part on, and that was celebrating the arts and especially local art artists and artisans. Can you tell me how that came about and what ABC event licensing were you able to utilize to make this a true outdoor arts opening? Yeah, this was a lot of fun and it really turned out well for the town. Um, I think Aaron Root was primarily responsible for having SCAN initiate this event and the town got an opportunity to use its new ABC license, which we uh, recently obtained. We're like the only the second town or municipality in the state to have utilized this thing. And it's uh, so new that um, that ABC uh, doesn't really have, their form is like a page long, you know, <laughs> you know from past events uh, to get an ABC license, you had to give them everything plus, you know, your birth certificate. But um, we met uh, with the chief, uh, Vorwinkle and Matt and I, and a special ABC agent, uh, Stevens, uh, Mitch Stevens, nice, very nice guy. He said there'd only been one other event prior to this one, I believe, and that was in Harrisonburg. And it really went over well. We had a lot of people come to town on uh, Saturday evening. Um, We didn't have any problems. And what this license does, it gives the town the um, permission to hold an ABC event. And what we have to do is we have to designate certain areas that uh, an individual might carry an open container of alcohol. Um, 
and this was primarily limited to beer this time. Uh, the requirements on uh, the, the seller of the uh, beer or whatever they happen to be drinking, uh, they have to have it uh, in, a, uh, in a plastic cup with the name and logo of the selling organization, the selling restaurant on it. And uh, which means you cannot just bring a paper cup from home and go down to the convenience store and buy a six pack and start walking around with a beer in your hand. Uh, we had to have a police officer on duty and uh, Officer Barnett took that responsibility. Uh, there was a lot of really neat artwork in the windows of the buildings here uh, downtown on Valley Street and we had live music in the parking lot next to Victory Hall. Let's um, say a lot of people in town and a lot of uh, really good comments about how the event went off. Uh, the next night on Sunday evening we had a um, a concert at Canal Basin Square with uh, uh, the brass ensemble from the Charlottesville band and their saxophone ensemble for about an hour and a half. We set out, set out under the stars and enjoyed that. Now that wasn't an, it wasn't an alcohol event. That was just, uh, we had about 40 people there, which was good for Sunday evening. But we're getting ready to do another ABC event uh, towards the end of the month on the Friday before Halloween, the 29th. There will be a, um, a play in Canal Basin Square, and we will have a designated area where people might go get uh, something to drink and bring it to Canal Basin Square and maybe something to eat and enjoy an evening under the stars and the, uh, the play. It's a, a Poe uh, based on an Edgar Allan Poe work. So um, uh, Kelly uh, is uh, handling that. Is that Kelly Crozet? Yeah. Yeah. See, yep. that, that sounds great. You know, I've always thought that Canal Basin Square was so underutilized. It has the stage, it has all of the electrical hookups for a sound system, and I, I'm just glad to see events happening there. Well, I am too, because when I first moved here, you know, we would have Sunday afternoon concerts down there. I remember the Air Force Band came down one time, and there was about 40 of those folks, and they played, and uh of course, our little band played there a couple of uh, bateau festivals ago, and uh, it's just a nice Sunday afternoon place to be. Yeah, the Air Force band that came, that again was initiated by SCAN, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and the fee that the <laughs> band wanted was fried chicken from GoCo. Yeah, well, this ABC license allows us to do 16 events a year, and I think it was $300 or something like that, but it was a really good deal, and uh, as I say, we are being sort of a model for the uh, alcoholic beverage control people to see that we can, uh, a, a town can do something like this and do it well. We had no problems. And I'm, I'm glad everything fared well. Um, you know, so much is going on in Scottsville these days, and I know that back in July, you got the first check for the American Rescue Plan, which was a little over $250,000. And I see of the projects that town council and staff identified, the DMV Select was top on the list for utilization of these funds. Can you tell me how that's going on, how, how it's uh -huh. going? As a matter of fact, I had a meeting in the, uh, downtown this morning uh, on another matter that we may get to later when I tell you about what's going on in the town specifically. 
but uh, yeah, our DMV staff uh, is, uh, and if you go to the town website, you can see their picture. Uh, Victoria Hamel, Ham, Hamlet is our uh, supervisor. The uh, first week we had that open, I think they had 138 customers and did about $17,000 worth of business of which we get a percentage, which is very nice. And it's been steady. I have not asked specifically if they've gone to walk-in uh, appointments yet or not. I think they have a couple of days a week maybe, but most of it's still appointment by phone, which makes it work really well. You come, you have an appointment, you don't have to stand in line for 45 minutes or four hours and wait for a DMV representative. And unlike other DMV offices I have visited in the past, our people are really nice. <laughs> really, really nice. <laughs> I couldn't ask for a better bunch of people that are working there in the DMV office. I think they really project a uh, positive image for the town, and I have heard nothing but good comments. I've not heard one one bad comment about the DMV operation yet. There's hope. No, there's hope. There'll be one. Yeah, somebody would. People love to complain. But... Well, I'm thinking there's hope that perhaps the larger offices learn from us. Well, it would be, and I think that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know the specifics, but I was, I have heard that the reason we were selected is because the a, a office that was closed uh, not too far away was closed because the customer service got so bad. Oh, that's and there were so many complaints. And those, so, but that brings those people over to this side of the river and uh, they can visit our restaurants and listen to our dogs bark in the park. <laughs> <laughs> or on our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, on our podcast. So the DMV is going well. Let's just leave it at that right now. That, that, you know, again, I think Thomas Unsworth initiated this, brought it up, and you and council and Matt really brought it home. So congratulations yeah, what, on what's so great. Yeah, that's what's so great about uh, Thomas and, and, uh, and Matt. They're always looking for ways to better the town and find uh projects that will bring the town both people and revenue so yes that's, that's just that's what we need mm -hmm. so now i listened to the work session audio that was this past monday and at the end you went into closed session and ordinarily when you come out of closed session it's you make um a motion to adjourn that didn't happen last monday can so you are we still me meeting? Are we still meeting? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I don't know whether it did happen, but I don't know whether the recorder got turned off before that oh, or not. Yes, no, the recorder was turned off. Okay. And when you came back into open session, what I what my 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 comment was that ordinarily you come out of closed session and someone immediately makes the motion to adjourn. Yeah. That didn't happen last week. You actually had some town business to finish before you all went home. And this goes around um, Chief Vowinkle's retirement. Yeah. So you so wanna get into the police department now? Absolutely. All right, this was sort of a surprise to me. Uh, the chief called me one day, about a week and a half, oh, it's almost two weeks ago now, and wanted to talk. And we have, we meet once or twice a week anyhow. So it was a bit of a surprise when he uh, indicated that he would uh, would 
was thinking seriously about resigning from the position as chief here in town. And then we got into to reasons and he had just taken a week off with his family and, and they had a long discussion about his future and he decided, you know, he's not getting any younger and he wants to spend time with his family. So it was a personal reason because uh, he lives uh, over, you know, 45 minutes away and traveling and working and back and forth. Uh, he just needed to take a break, and he, that's the reason for that. And he had, likes to do some farming, and he just wants to spend more time with his family, which is certainly understandable. After you do this job of policing for as many years as he has, he's, he needs to take a break. But my understanding is he left us in good hands. Well, he did. Under his uh, recommendation, uh, I'm sure you know Major uh, Greg Jenkins. Yes, I do. In Albemarle yeah. County. He, I've known him ever since I've lived here. Uh, met him at the first Fourth of July fireworks I went to. He was Lieutenant Jenkins then. And we have come become friends over uh, over its time. And um, so the Chief of Owinkle suggested maybe uh, uh, I should call uh, Greg, which I did. And Major Jenkins told me uh, he was thinking about retiring next year from Albemarle County, where he is uh, second in command. But he would certainly think about retiring this year instead of putting another year in up there. And uh, he thought about it and talked to his family. And and they were all for it. And uh, one of the great things is that, um, that uh, Greg Jenkins lives right here in our community, he lives over uh, not two miles from downtown Scottsville. He's been here almost 20 years and he uh, he knows everybody. He knows Chief Bullwinkle. And he said if, uh, the, if the council uh, thought him uh, worthy, he would certainly retire early and, and come on here. So, um, <clears throat> The council did find him worthy. They interviewed him and talked to him and, uh, and were all duly impressed. And they, uh, so uh, Major Jenkins has put his papers in for retirement. Now, the only drawback is that it may not be completely done until for another two months, which means towards the end of December. So what do we do in the meantime? We need an acting police chief. Well, First Sergeant Gary Pistolka, who uh, is with Albemarle County, has worked with Greg for years and um, actually has worked with us for a number of years because he uh, has done the background checks for any applicant for our police department. And he knows Jeff. And he retired in September. So he was already retired. He's all qualified. And he said, I will come and help you any way I can. So the council interviewed him. And uh, uh, Gary has assumed the responsibility as acting chief. Uh, I've met with him this yesterday and today. He's uh, tidying up some administrative things that need to be done on the uh, state police level. Uh, some reports that need to be filed, just housekeeping things. And then he's putting his plan in and he will um, be our acting chief until Greg can come on and then uh, he he said he he may be in a position to stick with us as a part-time police officer, which would be great. So, you know, looking at these two guys and what they do and what they have done with the county and the positions that they've held, this is just making our police department even more professional than it probably has been ever before. Well, I know, you know, um, I did speak with 
with Jeff Vowinkle briefly yesterday when I saw the post on Facebook of you swearing in um, his replacement. And he, of course, uh, reiterated what you said. It's family. He really wants to spend time with them. And what I credited him to, he, he did one major thing for us, and that was change the culture of our police department. And at the time, it was so greatly needed. And I just feel he was such a transitional chief that got us to um, Greg Jen Jenkins. Well, I think so, too, because uh, having met with uh, Chief Bullwinkle at least once a week since I've been mayor and sometimes more, depending on what was going on, and he's always kept me informed as to what's happening, um, you couldn't ask for someone to be any more concerned for the welfare of his community and treat people with respect. And, and no matter what color they are or what nationality they are, he always looks for the best and tries to do the right thing. And uh, that's always so important nowadays when you have a, all the bad press about police officers. And the vast majority of them are good, honest, morally correct, people. And uh, I think that goes unnoticed a lot of times. I think you're right. Well, you know, I, I did earlier in the podcast speak to the parking, so I don't want to get into that. But um, anyway, I want to thank you for joining me because I did want to discuss these three things with you. Yeah, can I tell I... you a couple, couple of things uh, at, to end this up if you're ready for the, what's, hey, what's going on? I, I'm, have at it. All right. Well, I had a meeting this morning with uh, my planning commission chairman and uh, uh, Matt, and we have had several meetings this week with a bunch of different people, to be honest with you. And while I can't get into the details, we are studying several proposals from several different developers on developing uh, residential areas around this, this neck of the woods. Uh, so that's going on right now. Uh, there'll be more on that a little bit later after some more study by the Planning Commission and some public hearings. Uh, uh, Eric LaFontaine has his new uh, restaurant open, and so the chamber is going to have a business after hours on Wednesday at 530, and everybody's invited to come down there for that soon. And there's the events of holiday weekend. The uh, town will have Halloween on Sunday the 31st. That seems to be everybody's big concern at the moment, but um, a lot of a lot of really great positive things going on now, and um, council's back up to full speed, and uh, we're going to go through Monday night. We're going to try to elect our a vice mayor to replace uh, Vice Mayor Malusi, who had to resign. So we're going to make sure everybody's comfortable with their committee assignments and tend to all the few other housekeeping things. So. Uh, We'll look forward to uh, so. um, anything else, Ron. Uh, I can't think of anything right at the moment other than uh, the tract of land, which is not in the town up by where the Augusta Co-op uh, building is. That was divided into three parcels and was a public auction uh, here at the end of September. And the center section, the larger section of the three parcels evidently was sold. It's got a sold sign on it, but the other two parcels do not. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's that. Uh, 
Uh, the shopping center is still, uh, I guess, uh, doing okay. Uh, downtown is doing okay. And uh, the people at the uh, florist across from Victory Hall, uh, we grow. They are having a doggy Halloween costume parade on <laughs> Friday the 29th. So five o'clock. Dress Good your dog. <laughs> it sounds great. Anyway, All right. thanks well, for we're, taking we're, time out. Look forward to seeing you when you get back to town. Uh, I'll be back. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Ron. Bye.